We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. seen it um the synopsis for this movie well this movie is about the muppets are back and they take off right where they left off the last movie which they just got back together but then before they can start catching up they meet a sort of talent scout named dominic bad guy which sends them on a world tour and also deep and also in there we have a evil frog named constantine and he switches places with Kermit the Frog so they can steal the crown jewels. Yes. And I'm a big Muppet fan, and I've always thought that every Muppet movie is just amazing. So what did you think about the script in this film? Well, I think the script was hilarious. I mean, they added so much comedy in the movie. I believe that this is probably the funniest Muppet movie so far, so that made me really happy because... Uh, like you, I'm a Muppets fan, and this script really just set the level for the next movie. Hmm. And you've seen the other Muppet movies, right? Um, I've seen most of them. Most of them. All right. So, do you? What is it about Muppets to you, especially in this film, that makes them so unique? Well, Muppets are different than most puppets. First, because they don't use strings, and the second, they're just so full of life and so funny that you can't help but love them. They're just so livable and charming. Yes. And, I just, and that's what every Muppet film has, and this one is no exception. Mm-hmm. We have many um, celebrity guests, yes. such as um, Ray Liotta's in there, Stanley Tucci. And I remember I went on the red carpet for The Muppets Most Wanted, and we got to talk to most of the puppeteers, like um, Dave Goals, Peter Lins, who plays Walter, Mm-hmm. and uh, they were amazing puppeteers, and they kept saying how they were back in the day with Jim Henson's time, and he always worked with puppets, and they, they kept calling them dolls, though, so we play oh. with dolls, they kept saying. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it was just amazing to see um, to see the man of the Muppet. Mm-hmm. It's surprising how long the Muppets have been around. Oh, yeah. I believe in the 1970s, I believe, for the first Muppet movie. But anyway, in this film, what would you say, think about what the puppeteering in it? It was amazing. Go on. It was amazing. I mean, it just made them, they totally set the bar for the next movie because they just looked, they look more and more real every movie that comes out. That's right. And can you care to elaborate? Because since this is in, well, the new millennium, we have more of time to use effects in puppetry and everything. Do you, mm-hmm. do you feel like they it's adapted from like the other Muppet movies? Yes, you can totally see if you if you watch one of the uh, more old Muppet movies and then look at a recent Muppet movie, you can see the difference is just out of this world. I mean, in this Muppet movie, you actually see Kermit and Constantine. They get to jump on railings and do different things that they wouldn't be able to do back in Jim Henson's time. Yes. 
I've loved Jim Henson for a long time. I've mm-hmm. again, he's brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> so, what would you think about the celebrity um, cameos? Because it's not a movie about celebrity cameos, such as Tina Fey, Ricky Gervais. How do you think they do? They did amazing. I mean, this movie is packed with talented actors. I mean, I saw Lady Gaga. I saw Usher. I mean, you never know who's going to show up next. Actually, Usher was kind of there because that was the funniest joke. One of yes. Funniest jokes <laughs> well, who are you? I'm Usher being the Usher. Okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. And speaking of clarity, the jokes in this film, do you feel like each one of them hit bullseye? I mean, some of them took a little while to, you know, understand, but most of the jokes were right on. I mean, the the audience where I was watching it was laughing so hard, sometimes you couldn't even hear the real movie. That's a good sign. That's what's great going to a movie theater in a comedy. Mm-hmm. You hear everyone laughing in the background, just, you get that right. sense of wonder in the theater. I mean, the everyone, yep, everyone was yeah. having a great time. And that's what's great going into the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm your co-host, Kiva Blakesley, and we've been talking about the films Muppets Most Wanted, Divergent, Need for Speed, and Mr. McGoyam's Wonder Emporium. Now, today, I was talking, I'm talking with Simone on the Muppets Most Wanted movie, and we were talking about how the jokes in this film just made everybody laugh. You couldn't even hear the film at, at times because we were just bursting out with laughter, and that's what makes a great comedy. Now, in this film, we have some of the most iconic characters in um, childhood. Kermit the Frog and um, Miss Piggy, all of our favorite Muppets. What is, to you, in this film, your favorite Muppet? Oh, it would have to be Miss Piggy. I mean, she adds to the comedy. Sometimes she can be a little annoying, but that's just what makes the movie great. I mean, she's fabulous. If you look at her costumes, they're just out of this world, and I just love her for that. Yes. I love Miss Picky too, but I'm I'm over Kermit the Frog kind of guy. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I always, I like Miss Piggy. In fact, um, um, Frank Oz, who's a talented director and puppeteer, did um the voice of Miss Piggy in the originals. But I still I still think Eric um Jacobson did a fantastic job too. He did. Now we have a lot of musical numbers again. I'm a movie yes. about music. So what would you say your favorite musical number in this film is? Oh, there were so many, from the song where they actually sang about doing a sequel to where Constantine actually danced with his number two guy, telling him that he was a boss. So there's so many. I think my favorite number has to be the ending number, because it just wraps everything up perfectly, and you just see so many characters and so many Muppets all in one place. It just can't help but make you happy. Muppets always make us happy. Yes, (laughs) Well, actually, I like the music number. The inter- you remember the interrogation scene with Sam Eagle and the yes, that was that was a good one. That was a beautiful example of interaction with character. That that is a beautiful example of interaction with characters, and again, fantastic lyrics. It's fast paced, but mm-hmm. um, Muppets always bring back that kind of nostalgic um, sort of era of time where we have that. Broadly, sense of dance and bigger is better, and all that kind of back in the old days kind of style of music. <laughs> Especially in the opening night number, we're doing a sequel, which breaking the fourth wall, and that's another great joke that they have in there. Right. So, what would you say the age range for this film is? Oh, I I said it would have to be to 11 to 16, because some of the jokes younger kids wouldn't be able to get are maybe some of the appearances that most adults would like, but I think there's something in there for everyone. Agreed. Yeah, because I don't think most um, kids would say, oh, look, that's Stanley Chuchi as one of the guards. Right. But, um, it works out for me, but I'm just a <laughs> Anywho, but, <laughs> and how many stars would you give this film? I gave this movie five out of five stars, Kiefer. I mean, it was just that good. Well, Simone. Uh, <laughs> I would actually say that um, this film is also great for younger audiences, maybe even younger, like five-year-olds, as I said in my review. Because, well, I, if, you, if the kids have, nowadays haven't seen all the puppets, they may want to get introduced. And I, I know some of the jokes in here they may not get. But again, they're the Muppets. I mean, just the sheer appearance 
of them is just for the kids to enjoy. Mm, well, that's good. That's just to me. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, what would you say this film is to you in about a couple of words? I think this movie is just amazing. It's comedy, excitement. You know, it's just laughing really hard. I mean, every time I think about this movie, I just have to laugh. It's that iconic, of course, the Muppets. So I think everyone's going to love it. And let's think of this film as a whole, just like it's its own one film. Even without the other Muppet movies, would you still think this film would be a great representation of the Muppets? Yes, I think it just has all the Muppet characteristics that make it a great movie. And, well, thank you so much for talking to me on the Muppet Most Wanted film. It's been a pleasure, as usual. Thank you. I had a great time. And let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Spanny, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us right now Jerry, and we are going to be talking about the film Need for Speed. So how are you doing today, Jerry? I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm doing very well, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the film Need for Speed? Well, Need for Speed in a nutshell, it's basically, you know, you think the entire movie is about racing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually it's not. The movie is about a man who, you know what, on the weekends races, and during the weekdays he's at a car dealer shop, and you know what, life is good. But then something happens, and he goes to jail for something he didn't do. When he gets out, he swears vengeance to a man who put him in jail and did something horrible. Oh, good. It definitely it sounds like an interesting film, and like you said, it's nice that they incorporated stuff other than just racing. So what did you think of the film? I thought it was fantastic. Honestly, the car was 
fantastic. In my opinion, DeCaro's the main character. But I thought the actors tried too much to play the role, honestly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a bit of overacting, you'd say? Yeah, the emotions were a bit too much out there and a bit too overdone. And I thought they could have calmed it down a bit more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And was that coming from the cast in general or just specific characters? You know, it's probably the, just the cast in general, honestly. Because I could see at least two times each for each character that they did a bit of overplaying or a bit of over-emotions. Absolutely. Uh, well, what did you think of the visuals in the film? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, with the Shelby Mustang, they had holographic projectors in it. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. And I was like, whoa. And they also did crazy stunts like a helicopter picking up a car and all of those crazy stuff. And did it look pretty realistic? It did, honestly. It really did look pretty realistic. I probably would assume they did it with some sort of green screen or CGI or animation. Yeah. But it looked realistic to me. It looked fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know you mentioned that there was some overacting from pretty much all of the characters, but do you have a favorite character? You know what? My favorite character has to be a car. The car <laughs> is just awesome. I mean, it got shot at, it got run over, it got picked up by a helicopter, and at the end it still worked. Wow. Well, that is pretty nifty, isn't it? Yeah, it's a we pretty awesome We all need to have cars like that. <laughs> They can make, like, a need-for-speed insurance package. I think everyone would be into that. <laughs> yes, yes, they should. So, do you have a favorite scene in this film? Hmm. A favorite scene. You know, one of my favorite scenes I have is their first race. The very first race they show in the film. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. They basically... It's like, during the week, they're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, they're, they're building. And then, it's Saturday, racing time. It's a whole bunch of cool technology and stuff that's racing them. And it's really, like, intense, and who's going to win? And at the end, day one. Ooh, fancy. So I know in films that are sort of fast-paced or have high action or high emotion, as we would sort of agree that this film has a little bit too much of, there's definitely a strong soundtrack. So what do you think of the soundtrack for this motion picture? You know, there's a bit of action, well, kind of action music a bit at one scene or another, but most of it is just like... <laughs> stuff like that and it's realistic it is realistic they don't do so, like <laughs> yes yeah, so they don't have somebody sitting back there doing the noise for the car with their mouth i would hope <laughs> yeah so you would say that the uh the film has more of sound effects than a soundtrack you'd say yeah definitely that's nice, though, because especially if it's a racing film, like, you want to have that full aspect and that full experience of what it would be like to be there at the racetrack, you know, getting all into it and everything. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. It's on The Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we've been talking about the films Muppet Most Wanted, Divergent, Need for Speed, and Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. So we are going to continue talking with Jerry about Need for Speed, and it sounds like quite an interesting film. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the morals or messages in this film? You know, definitely one of the messages in the film is a mistake you commit or a crime you commit will never be will never be kept and, and hidden. Because that's basically the entire message. That even though that he committed a big crime, the bad guy, and he kept it secret for quite a while, the good guy got out and basically confronted him. Mm-hmm. Wow, so it's like... Your past will always be there. Do you think that it's relatable, though? Because, I mean, a lot of people can't necessarily say that they've been through that experience. 
You know what? I can't say it's relatable to me, honestly, to me specifically. I can see a whole bunch of different movies that I can relate it to. And honestly, I can probably easily find a couple stories in real life that relate to the plot because, you know, a depth is never untold, honestly. That makes sense. I can see how that would be because a lot of times in films, which is something that I like, even if you can't relate to the the main story and the main idea of the film, there's always sub-stories and also just more general themes that you can relate to in your daily life, which I think is pretty cool. So going back to relating to stuff in your daily life, if you could be a character in this film, who would you be and why? I know your favorite character is the car, but if there's like a person that you relate to necessarily... Or if you would just be the fantastic car. <laughs> you know, I would probably be... So they have this guy, he's kind of like their sky watcher for traffic or police or all of that. And he's kind of like this crazy guy that steals helicopters and one time stole a military helicopter. I would kind of be him because, <laughs> you know what, even though if I'll go to jail, I'll do it for justice and my friends. That's amazing. That's fantastic. (laughs) So, uh, how do you think the cast worked together? Even though, like you said, they were a bit over the top, do you think that the chemistry between the characters was good and real? Yeah, you know, I honestly thought that was pretty realistic. Right when he got out of jail, they're like, oh, hey, man, let's do this. (laughs) And that was was basically it. They were together Uh, in the entire film. So it seemed like they worked together pretty well. I think it's always good to have a cast that has pretty good chemistry together. So how many stars do you give this film on a scale of one to five? You know, because of the overacting, and I'm not going to like myself for this, considering I love the video game Need for Speed, I have to say four and a half out of five stars. Yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, sometimes it's all right to give it a little bit lower of a rating, especially if, you know, I mean, we talk here at Kids First that there's so many different aspects to a film and so many different aspects that make a film great, but if the cast isn't there and if, like, the acting isn't there, then it sort of takes away from the amazing visuals, like you said. So that's all right. Um, What age rating would you give this film? You know, this film definitely has a lot of action, and a bit of romance, too. And not really much that kids would enjoy. So I give an age rating of 11, 12 to 18. Really just depends how mature you are and how experienced you are. It's like this. Absolutely. If you play at least one of the Need for Speed, you're good. <laughs> so, like you were saying, this uh, film is based off of a video game. You're a fan of the video game, then? Oh, absolutely. And you know what's really cool? In one of the scenes, you can actually see them play Need for Speed and Need for Speed. It's amazing. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, so is the film based off of more like the plot of the video game, or is it like just the racing itself? Like, how do you think they based it off of the video game, and how accurate were they? Well, they probably didn't base it off any exact video game. But just kind of the concept of it, that, well, there is one video game that's kind of related, but not really. And it's the most, well, modern video game, um, Need for Speed Most Wanted. It's basically where you you have to owe somebody $500,000, you have to wait, race a car across the country to get that $500,000. It's kind of the same thing that uh, $500,000, it's justice. So it's kind of the same thing, but not really. Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like a pretty... Thank you so much for telling us all about the film Need for Speed. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, here from Colorado, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Thank you so much for doing that, Jerry, and I will let you take it away. Thank you. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. How about yourself? Pretty fantastic. Let's get this started. So, can you tell us a bit about the plot of Divergent? Yes, absolutely. So, Divergent, the uh, first film, is based off of a novel by Veronica Roth, which is like a best-selling novel. Um, it has a huge fan base, and it tells the story of young adults, teens, uh, living in post-war Chicago. Well, actually, the whole society is in post-war Chicago. Um, but everything has been broken up into factions, which are different um, like subdivisions of people living to try to help promote everybody to participate in society equally and to help the people maintain a functioning community instead of just letting the government control everything. Um, and people are broken up into the factions based on personality traits and virtues and different uh, characteristics they might have. And um, when you turn 16, you take a test that determines what faction best suits you and who you are as a person. Because when you turn 16, you can decide to stay in your home faction or move where the test tells you or really wherever you want. Because a common theme in the film is they say, the rules are here to guide you, but in the end, you can do really whatever you want. So Tris, played by Shailene Woodley, she is a modest girl from Abnegation who is uh, the faction of, you know, just helping others and putting others before yourself. She takes the test and her entire life turns upside down because she finds out through the test that she is a divergent, which means she doesn't fit into any category and she can't be controlled and is considered a threat to the system. So she pretty much finds out that her life is at risk because if anybody finds out that she's a divergent, they'll try to get rid of her. Um, and she decides to leave her uh, faction and move to Dauntless, which is a faction full of people that like show no fear and they're super energetic. And she's trying to fit in while also guarding her secret. Wow, that sounds that sounds intense. It is. It's very intense. It's a lot. <laughs> 
So speaking of intense, what do you think are the couple main genres of the film? I definitely think finding yourself is super important because these kids, because um, they're really only kids, they're like 16, and they are being put into like these boxes, like the societal norms, and it is all for the good of the community and the greater good of the community, but it's really about finding your own voice and finding yourself and being able to break away from labels, um, definitely. That sounds fantastic. And do you think you have a favorite scene? I, one of my favorite scenes, it's kind of funny that it's my favorite scene because it doesn't necessarily have any big importance to the plot at all. But um, during the training in Dauntless, uh, Triss and all of like the new Dauntless members um, are playing this futuristic war-like uh, version of capture the flag where they have these guns that like shoot each other and it releases like a little dart that simulates the feeling of actually being shot for like a couple seconds um so they're like playing that to like practice what they would have to do if they ever went to war and on the way back from playing that game they all hook up to these full body zip lines and they go zipping through like the abandoned cities and it's so cool visually in my opinion like it's just such an amazing scene because they're like flying through the streets and it was just very visually pleasing even though it didn't necessarily have an important part in the film wow that sounds fantastic and so there so far what i heard there's a lot of visual well stuff there's Capture the flag with visual guns, visually crossing across Chicago. Can you tell us about the visual effects? The visual effects in this film are interesting because it is set in the future, um, and they do have quite a lot of futuristic technology. So there are certain aspects of the film that are very high-tech, and like they all take um, this shot like often while they're getting tested that makes them like go into this like dreamland kind of which is super futuristic and um a lot of like the guns and technology they use is super futuristic but the rest of the visuals are kept pretty simple like the houses that they live in are very very simple and basic and like just the main necessities their clothes are very simple and basic and just the main necessities so the visuals were a nice mix of futuristic while also keeping it like they were just getting over a giant war, so that was that was a nice mix. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raymond Devaney, here from Colorado, and today we have been talking about the films Muppet Most Wanted, Divergent, Need for Speed, and Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. So I have the wonderful Jerry from L.A. here, and he is interviewing me about the new film Divergent. So, Jerry, I'll hand it back over to you. Thank you very much, and... How do you think the soundtrack was in this film? Because I know there's a couple of songs, so did it fit? And did you think it was catchy? How was it? I absolutely love the soundtrack personally because it featured a variety of artists that I'm a really big fan of already. And I actually have quite a few of the songs um, on my phone because I was like, oh my gosh, I love this artist. And they made an original song for the soundtrack. How cool. Um, And I definitely think in many parts the soundtrack amped it up because a lot of times... um, motion picture soundtracks they'll have like all of the really catchy original music at the end of the film for credits and then they'll just have like instrumentals during the course of the film but in this film they had like the really catchy music and lyrics and like popular songs throughout the entire film so it made it very upbeat and lively and i think it was really really cool the way they incorporated the music because it was quite unique and and it, it was done in a way that i haven't seen in a while so, I know that you interviewed a couple of the cast members. How was that? It was really fun. Um, I actually got to go with several of my friends to the Divergent premiere in Colorado at the United Artists Theaters in Denver, which was super fun. And they had um, Ben Lloyd Hughes, who plays Will, and Christian Madsen, who plays Al. And they are um, some Dauntless, people in Dauntless that uh, Tris meets during her training there. And it was super, super fun to get to talk to them. I talked to Ben Lloyd Hughes for quite a while, and he was telling me all about his character, Will, and... Will is actually my favorite character um, because he's such a sweet person and he's so reliable and he's always there for Triss um, whenever she needs anything. And uh, Will said that that was such a fun part to play because he was such like a sweet guy. 
And I think Ben was definitely the perfect part for that role because he is such a sweet person. Like, he's so funny and so fun to talk to. And then I also got to talk to Christian Madsen, who plays Al, who is another member of um, Dauntless that Tris meets. But Tris and Al don't get along as well as they probably should because they're in the same um, faction. But, oh, well, sometimes there's conflicts within the factions. But he was really cool to talk to as well because he talked about how he relates to the storyline of sort of trying to find your own way and breaking out of what you're put into and the categories that you're put into. And he talked about a lot of his, you know, experiences in high school and going from, you know, different like groups and different cliques and finding your own way and that this film really captures that. That sounds pretty cool. They sound really fun to me. I'm just getting more and more wanting to see this movie, honestly. <laughs> yes. And it was so fun because I got to bring a bunch of my friends because um, I had a bunch of fans there and the red carpet lined up and whatnot. Um, and me and my friends, we quote the film all the time and like we always make divergent references in like every conversation like if one of us does something or like if one of us is afraid of something or doesn't want to do something we're like wow that's not very dauntless of you and like we always just bring up uh quotes from the film constantly so it was definitely really cool that I got to bring them along and it was also nice that this film left such a big impact on us it sounds very very fun so do you think I have a favorite character uh, yes, like I said, my favorite character is Will, played by Ben Lloyd Hughes, because um, normally I like main characters and leads, but I liked him a lot because he was very sweet and he was very down-to-earth, and um, he was always there when he needed to be, which is nice to have a reliable character. That sounds cool. Do you have an age rating for this film? I would definitely give this film a 12 and up, or for anybody who has read the novel, um, because it does get a little bit intense and violent during the training scenes and in the last 15 minutes, but if you're over the age of 12, it's not too intense, and if you've read the book, you know what to expect. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for interviewing me. That was so fun. Thank you for being on the show with me. I always love talking to you. That was very fun talking to you, too. Thank you. Guys, be sure to check out Divergent. It is playing in theaters now, so definitely check it out because it is something you don't want to miss. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven, from Colorado, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Yes, I am. How about you? Oh, fantastic. So, most of the people haven't seen this film, would you care to give a synopsis of this film? Well, this movie takes place in a store, unlike any other. I mean, it's a magical toy store. And it's owned by Mr. Magoyam. And he claims to be over 200 years old. And he says when it's time for him to leave, he gives it over to its manager, Molly. And now she has to figure out how to get the store back up and running when it gets, you know, sad when he has to go. Wow. Magical toy store. If my dream has come true. <laughs> now... I like this film. I enjoyed this film very much, for especially the actors. Dustin Hoffman, big fan of his. And um, Natalie Portman. But um, what would you think about the characters in this film? I mean, all of the characters did a great job just interacting with the toy store and making it seem like it was actually there. Um, like, like you said, Dustin Hoffman, Mr. McGoyan, was probably one of the most entertaining actors in this movie because he was just so, up, you know, really up joyful and great to be around. Yeah, but I always like Mr. McGoyan for he had a sort of sense for life that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Especially in this film where he says he must go away. And I like how he looks at it very much. And it's right. he, and again, in this whole film, he enjoys the simple things in life. All I need is to use a public phone and, and dance some bubble wrap and I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's something to admire, actually. Simple things in life. Yeah. And what would you say about the visual effects in this film? I mean, the effects were amazing. I mean, like I said, the toy store was so realistic. You had just balls that bounced by itself and little stuffed animals that would reach out to hug you. I mean, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I love that little sock monkey was trying to hug Jason Bates this whole entire right. time. And... Again, it gives you a sense of wonder, and I, I actually like the scene where she says, "Can I get that um, fish over the, um, that fish over there?" Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's made of real fish. But um, if you don't want that one, um, we have these ones, but those are not fresh fish; they're fish sticks. That was funny. <laughs> now, what would you think of like the story? Would you find it easy to follow, or what would you think? Yes, the story is both touching and it's actually very easy to follow because it's about this man who's not afraid of leaving, and I think that's great. And would you say that um, it keeps your attention throughout the whole entire film? Yes, it does. I mean, the special effects were just right there, and they were great. Well, actually, I like the story very much in this film. However, the ending kind of made me um, leave a little bit unsure about the movie because there's there's this whole scene about how jason bateman's character um henry the mutant um doesn't believe in the magical toy store but he goes through this whole dream sequence of how he sees um the toy store come to life and how he sees this magic everywhere but then the next scene it's like we totally forget about it and then automatically Mahoney has magical powers. Right, it was kind of... Go ahead. Um, uh, Well, my reaction was just like, what? What happened there? It looks like we're missing a scene or two. (laughs) What um, what was your input on that? Well, it was kind of, you know, iffy, like, what happened? Was he dreaming the whole time? But I think that just added to the wonder of the movie. Hmm. Okay. Well... I still think it's actually an entertaining movie, especially with the script. What did you think of the dialogue in this film? The dialogue was great. I mean, most of the little kids in the movie, they just did a wonderful job. I mean, the writers did a wonderful job just adding to the wonder with just using dialogue. And I thought that was just great. Especially with the interaction with the characters. 
Mm-hmm. And I love Zach Mills in this film. Um, I feel like he did a fantastic job. Especially when he's interacting with um, Jason Bateman in this one scene with all the hats. I mean, right. I feel like that's a perfect example of um, just interaction with characters and getting the time just to set aside the story just to see what the characters would do in a situation. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley, and we are reviewing the films Muppets Most Wanted, Divergence, and Need for Speed. And right now, I am talking with Simone on Mr. McGoyam's Wonder Emporium. We were just talking about how the film's characters, we need to have interaction with these characters and just setting the story aside for just seeing how these characters will react in this situation. Now, in this film, we have a sort of very touching moment in this film um, with a scene with Mr. McGoyan talks to Mahoney about how they should depart. What would you think of that scene? I mean, that scene brought tears to my eyes. It was so touching how he just sat down with this toy store, told Mahoney what to do, and kind of just left. He had all the faith in the world in her, and I thought that was just so touching and beautiful. Agreed. And that shows, for example, Mr. McGoyam as an interesting character, a very fascinating character. Again, how he he always is happy and he's always has a sense of joy for the world whether it's the big things or the simple things in life he's just loves spreading joy to people and to him it feels like well i've spread my joy i gave my uh, input in the world so i feel like it's just time for me to let you start your story now this movie has beautiful morals everywhere what do you think the moral of the story is I think the message of this film is that you just, you have to believe it to see it, basically. And I think that was just really, really obvious with the toy store, because like Henry, or the mutant, he didn't believe that the store was real until he had to open his eyes and really see it. Hmm. Interesting way of thinking it. Well, looking at it. Well, I find myself finding a different kind of moral, and that is live your life to the fullest and so people can remember you. Because Mr. McGoyam wants to give Mahoney that chance because she's trying to figure out her, her meaning in life, trying to create this big, beautiful pian- pianist piece. But she's not doing that because she's spending more time at the store. So Mr. McGoyam just thinks, well, I've lived my legacy. It's time for you to start yours. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about the film. But again, you can't believe it until you see it. That's a perfect moral for this film, too. Because it's full of magic. Now, well, how many stars would you give this film? Well, I gave this movie five out of five stars because I just thought it was amazing. I mean, most of the, um, you know, iffies I had about this movie was just some of the um, dialogue or that like part that you mentioned where it kind of skipped around. But overall, I thought the movie was great. And I would, I would say this, I would give this four out of five stars. Because while I did enjoy the movie and the characters, I just would say that the ending kind of made the film a little bit less spectacular to me because it just wasn't the right ending, especially in this film. It, you go through a lot in this film, you feel like you're going to have a good payoff, and to be honest, it just wasn't for me. But again, I love this film for what it is, and how, what would you say the age range for this film is? Well, I gave the age range 7 to 12 because it's just great for kids. I mean, it has the magic in it, and I just thought they would, kids and adults would love this movie. Kids and adults can enjoy this movie. It's a great family film, and it just has enough whimsy and touching moments to really make you feel happy inside, and that's what a film's supposed to do. So, what would you say about the... I mean, this movie in a whole, I mean, what would you overall say about this film if you want to recommend it to somebody? Well, I would say it's an adorable film about a magical toy store in that it's just all your dreams have already come true. I mean, the toys, they're to, they come to life, and it's just one of those films packed with imagination and magic. And I think many people can like relate to that and come to love it. Agreed. And what would you say your favorite scene in this film is? 
Well, my favorite scene will have to be when young Eric, or Zach Mills, he tries to make friends with the mutant or the store's new accountant. And, you know, he's holding the signs up, like saying hi, and they're just having a conversation. And I think that's adorable because, you know, he doesn't have any friends and he's just trying to make friends. I did love that scene very much. And that does show a perfect example on the interaction, the relationship between these characters. And it's beautiful relationships. They're strong, they're believable, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So, Simone, thank you so much for talking to me on Mr. McGoyam's Wonder Emporium. Well, thank you very much. It's always been a pleasure, and I did enjoy this film very much. So, thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews on the latest films and DVD releases and to learn how you, too, can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 